You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, I'm your host for tonight, uh, John, and tonight, as the same as last week, I'm joined by Hamish the Jambo. All right, Good John. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Not bad, mate. I should mention while we're starting, we're recording this with it must be about five minutes to go in the Celtic game in Europe. Yeah, five minutes to go and they're two 0 down. So we will obviously keep you updated, mind you. By the time you've listened to this, you'll know the score anyway. But we'll still maybe mention it uh, because we were talking. Hamish, we were talking briefly about how Celtic have had a pretty decent start to the season, but uh, that could all change in the next five minutes if they go out in Europe in terms of budget which we'll maybe come on to later, but we probably will come on to later. Um, we'll go into the charity bet, and last couple of times we've had two out of three, but we have some good news, don't we? Yep, we are winners this week. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Aye. We had Hearts, who won comfortably, 5-1, which that, I think that was our fate. That was our, that was our, our nap, wasn't it? It was a banker, yeah. absolute banker. We had Ross County, which, again, we felt pretty comfortable, and... Pretty comfortable win as well, 2 0, but uh, we might talk about the game later if we've got time. Um, but briefly, certainly, if you've anyone seen highlights or whatever of the game, County seemed to dominate that game, and 2 0 was probably, it should have been more. Yeah. And Livingston, 4 uh, 1. So, all pretty comfortable wins. So, we add, or we start off the season, our first one, £42. I worked out. I don't know if we got the odds that we tweeted on Monday on it, maybe we find out from a bookie, but £42 is not a bad start. We're only three weeks in, so aye, another one this week. Once you've got your, your picks, are they fantastic picks? Are excellent, exciting news again? For well, not not quite as exciting as last week, but uh, I've got I've got three in mind. Three in mind, so that's good, because I think, we're, as we said, we're going to stick to our treble, keeps it nice and simple, uh, and then it's worked this week. Yep. We've had two out of three or two weeks, so I think that's good. Um, the other tip which you'd researched and was a good tip, obviously. Uh, Craig Malcolm yeah. uh, did he come in, but we, we thought that might be... Stranraer didn't score, did they? Ah, LG, I know LG went... I'd seen LG went one up. As soon as he went one up, I wasn't interested in the game. So I didn't even know what the score was, but... I got ended 1-0. Aye. So we'll see what we'll come up with later on. And we'll go into Premiership games straight in, I think. Yep. And we may as well start at Tynecastle because you were there, Hamish. Yep, I was there uh, and was very impressed with Hearts. It was a great performance all round from the team uh, and it was almost like the Don Cowie show. The Don Cowie show, aye. Yep, scored two goals and set up two goals and he was captain for the day because Ozturks uh, was on the bench. So he put in a great show and showed what a quality player he is. Any particular reason Ozturk was on the bench? Um, he had, I think he was suspended for... The game before, he's maybe not quite match fit, I think. Right. Well, maybe not. Aye, because Kelly had been captain last week, hadn't he? I think I noticed that as well. Yeah, because uh, Ostark was, he was suspended for a game, so maybe just missing that match fitness, I think, maybe in the reason. Aye, I take it Kelly then was playing more central as opposed to, I know at times last, towards the end of last season, he was playing maybe outright at yeah. wasn't he? Yeah, um, he, he was definitely sort of centre, uh, you know, almost number 10. Um, right. Because we're... Basically, our unsung hero is probably Perry Kitchen, who he just sits and uh, lets the other players go forward. So Don Curry, he almost has a free role to, to go where he wants. And he was up there supporting uh, Watt and Sam and Will. 
Aye. So, so over, overall, it was it was a really dominant performance, but can't help but thinking, you know, were Inverness just really bad? Because you know, when we were four 0 up, they they just looked an absolute shambles. Do you think it could be? I, I don't want to say that's about any manager, but maybe early warning signs that foreign might maybe need either maybe a bit of experience with them or someone. Yeah, I think so. I think he said after. Yeah, I think he said after the game that he's waiting on signing two players this week. Uh, but by the looks of it, he certainly needs that because they just look to shambles at times. Yeah, I don't even know whether it might be just players because I think they've they've not lost many folk from last season. No, I mean the two two guys went to Dundee, but it's still sort of the same nucleus of a of a team that they've got there. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it certainly looks worrying times for them sitting bottom of the league. Uh, any positives you could see for Inverness? Not really. They need a striker. They had just no effect up front. Uh, the big guy Draper in midfield, he's always quite impressive. Yeah. Uh, I think he he popped in with the goal. Uh, but apart from that, no, it's all quite worrying from an Inverness point of view. Aye, but uh, foreign said, suppose, aye, you've mentioned about two players coming in, suppose they were signing two players yesterday, but I've not seen anything. Yeah, well, that's what he said in the interview after the game, uh, that he was waiting on two men coming in who sounded like they'd be going straight in the team. Unless I've missed it, but I can't see, I've not seen anything, but, don't know, maybe something to keep an eye on. It's maybe just, I'm checking their own sources, because I'm going by the BBC website just now, there might be something elsewhere. So, aye, but I'll pause it with some hearts, what about, again, Salmon and Bot? Yeah, uh, they're they're looking much better and they look like they're forming quite a good partnership up front for certainly three of the goals. There was good link up play between the both of them, so everyone does look positive. And uh, was it Nicholson as well? Yeah, I mean Nicholson, he he, he got two goals in two minutes. Um, it was a great finish for his first goal, but he wasn't completely in the game, um, and it's something that he's he's not quite been on top form for sort of the tail end of last season and the start of this season, so. I know he scored two, but he wasn't he wasn't overly impressive. What Jenky needs to do, Jenky just needs to maybe try and get involved more himself as opposed to waiting for it. I think that's something I've noticed when he's he seems to be yeah. oh he'll stay out wide, whether that's instructions by Nielsen yeah. or I mean he does he, he does like to sort of hug the, the touchline, so maybe he has to come looking for the ball a bit more. Yeah. And he I think he's playing down the left. Yeah. Yeah. We had uh Jim was on the right, but that's probably because Walker was uh suspended for that game. Aye. Okay. Well, I, the other thing I suppose about Inverness is they, they, do, they obviously are shorter players. It was the same thing under Hughes last season as well, but they only had about five in the bench, so yeah. even just getting a couple of players, they might need more than that. Yeah. So, I will see what happens there. Um, just checking to see if there's any update with the Champions League qualifier. Still 2-0 to Hapo. So it looks like Celtic are going to hold on with an injury time now. There's only 30 seconds left and Celtic have got the ball up in the corner flag, so it looks like they're going through it. So it's like they're going through which uh, is all good. Well, it depends which way you look at it. Because uh, if you're a Celtic fan, it's great. And that's uh, a debate uh, over whether it's good for Scottish football or not. I I always like to Scottish well, uh, and I won't be one of the people that you know wish them bad. Maybe with the exceptional hibs. Aye, I can have mixed thoughts on it. I used to think aye, it's good for Scottish teams doing well, and then other times I think well, I don't mind teams maybe apart from Celtic doing all right or or. Maybe even Rangers because of the well, when Rangers had the money, because if, potentially if Celtic are through, uh, Rogers has already said there'll be a bit of money to spend. They've already signed Scott Sinclair. It just maybe means that it makes it all the harder for teams like Aberdeen Hearts, Rangers to challenge. The worrying thing is that Celtic just run away with the league because they get say ten million straight off the bat. 
Yeah, I mean, there's there's no doubt. I think they're saying that it's twenty odd million that this game's worth for winning. So there's they're certainly going to bring in a few players so that they're you know they can compete in the Champions League. Aye. So so yeah, it does. I mean, it makes the margin in the domestic league massive, which is it's pretty big already, to be honest. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, I mean, it wouldn't be so bad if the likes ourselves, or Hearts and Aberdeen, had get in the group stage. But even then, it's it's a uh, a drop in the ocean compared to what they're making out of the Champions League once they get in the group stages. Uh, but Aye, but see what happens. But it's just that when they've signed Scott Sinclair, Sinclair started off on fire. Just going to rip up this league by the looks of it. Um, maybe I'll move into Celtic with uh, the weekend game against yep. St. Johnson, which I thought would be a tough game. But I, no, I, I, I picked a hard part to draw you'd bit. St. John, uh, sorry, Celtic to win. It was 2-1, maybe I'll even more. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd 2-1, but I mean, Celtic basically romped this game. Uh, I know it was 4-2 in the end, but there was just two late goals coming in when Celtic had the game tied up at half-time, really 3-0 up. Um, and then I think they did, you know, make some substitutes with tonight's game in mind. So yes. I think, yeah, I think Celtic are going to do that to quite a few teams, uh, you know, be dominating games and winning them by by a lot of goals yeah um, and I mean, we touched on it a bit last week in terms of James Forrest but he's continuing to impress at the start of the season just seems to be revitalised running at fullbacks, running at defenders and defenders don't know what to do whether to try and go for attack or drop back it's, yeah, it's certainly, good for Scotland yeah uh, definitely I mean he's certainly had a bit of form he, he, he wasn't too good tonight from what I saw he got taken off but maybe you know playing away in Europe's not not the type of game that he's, he's going to be good at but uh He's certainly scoring goals, and uh, you know he, he has good running with the ball, isn't he? He's maybe a bit like uh, in terms of Nichols. Yeah. If he's got if he's got the ball and attacking, fine. But uh, you're not going to get much out of him in a defensive aspect. So. Yeah, I think I think that's uh, I think that's why they took him off tonight because the the right back Yanko was having a, a hard time as well, and he was maybe not getting any protection from Forrest. Yeah. But in the St Johnston game, I thought that. Uh, Certainly, Sinclair and Tierney down the left. That's where they were getting most of their joy. Oh, they're playing against Ricky Foster, so that helps. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but but I can see that being you know a good a good partnership for the rest of this. Absolutely. But you've got Tierney. Obviously, he'll just go up and down that line all day. But then Sinclair, not just really go. He'll can go either way. He yeah. can go outside. He can go inside. He can he can do it eventually. He, he, he's very early on. He looks like he's a contender for player of the year. Sinclair, yeah. if he stays fit. I mean, he's, a goal, he's a goal scorer as well, so yeah, you can see him banging in the goals. It wasn't that long ago down south; he was he'd, he'd gone for pretty decent money, and yep. he's still at a good age as well. Yeah, so, it's definitely a good signing for Celtic. Yeah, uh, the other thing I kind of saw was about Henderson. We spoke about last week about talk was maybe Henderson was away, but he was on the bench and came on, so maybe he'll stay there after all. Yeah, it looks like he's he's there still. And Danny Swanson, Preston Johnson, continuing the many yeah, goals. Got- yeah, that was a penalty he got, but uh, a clear penalty, was it? Yeah. Uh, the other thing is Griffiths, the dive, I would say aye. Uh, yeah, I think Craig Thompson got that one right. I think when you first saw it, it did look like it, there was contact. There certainly was contact, but when you see it from behind, you know, he was falling into into the contact, really. So, aye. yeah, I think it's a yellow card. Uh, it's not the worst dive I've seen. It was a, probably the type of dive that Andy Walker likes. Yeah, I think it's obviously just because of the Jamie Walker incident the week before. It's it's been sort of dramatised, but there was actually a same incident in the Hearts game when an Inverness player went down and he simply just got a yellow card and everyone got on with it. So I think that's really Craig Thompson got this one right. Give the card out and get on with the game, really. Aye, but see, we're balanced. We criticised him last week, but we're 
Yep. But so they can be fairer than that. Uh, to be fair. Aye, exactly. Yeah, probably Ryan Christie getting on the score sheet. Good for Celtic. Potentially, if he get involved a bit more as well, I think a player that could break into the Scotland squad maybe this season at some point. Yeah, I just I don't see him getting too much game time at Celtic. You know, he's you know he he came on at the end, but uh, I think that's all he's going to get. Whether he'll start matches, I'm not, I'm not sure. But them being in Europe, then you know they might have their sort of European team and then their league team, so that might give him a chance. Aye, Brad play enough for the Celtic game, I would say. Yep. Motherwell and Rangers probably just touch on it I don't think there's much to say in terms of any kind of controversial stuff or anything like that but uh... I, just, I just thought Rangers again it seems to be the, the common theme with Rangers that they're dominating games but they can't they can't get the goals that their possession uh, should get them um, and they were they were struggling to handle Scott McDonald actually the, the centre backs um, they keep going with the same defence and people keep asking questions about it so I think at some point they're, you know, they're going to have to sign this defender that they need. Ah, it seems to be Senderos is going to be the one that's coming in now because less got deals falling through. Um, I, I don't know, but Senderos, aye, maybe, but I think there was talk that there was a German team wanting him as well, so right, they've got a bit of competition for him. Uh, I suppose the other thing was uh, Craig's pal Kenny Miller. Yep. he's not going to be shifted out of the team easily. Yep. Well, they've now signed the Joe Garner guy, so. Kenny Miller keeps scoring the goals, doesn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah. But it gives, it gives him another option, doesn't it? Because obviously, Wacorn uh, will come back as well. So, we did mention last week, if, if Rangers potentially get a goal scorer, it will certainly would cement the idea that they might, not chance for the league, but certainly be competing maybe for second, third. It's, their, squad, their squad is starting to take shape, probably. And once they get probably the defender, that will be it. Yeah, I think I think also as well they've brought in so many new players that they need a bit of time to gel, yeah. uh, and they're only going to get stronger as the season goes on. Absolutely, uh, and Garner certainly is a goal scorer, which yeah, uh, and I think a, a natural goal scorer. I don't think uh, much as Wackhorn scored a lot of goals. I think he's a natural goal scorer. A lot of them were penalties last season in the championship. Yeah, and there's there's obviously a difference to scoring goals in the championship and scoring in the Premiership. So. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but uh, Mark McGee was pretty pleased with how Motherwell played, so he, I don't think he was too concerned about the fact they, they lost. Yeah. I mean, going to, going to Ibrox is always going to be a hard game, so he'll, he'll be looking for his points elsewhere, I would imagine. Yes. Um, Aberdeen, touching on briefly, finally scored in the league. I say finally, it was only third game in, but uh, McGinn, free kick, couldn't have placed it any better, I don't think. No, so it was a cracking free kick. The other bonus was Miles Story. Mentioned last week, be good for him to get a goal kind of early on in his career for Aberdeen. Scored after terrific work by Shinny, um, who created the goal with basically a tackle or a, a kind of block. I found it a bit weird though when Stephen Thompson said I story had a lot to do when he got the ball. No, he had the keeper to beat if, if I'd be expecting my striker to score that. Yeah, it was a bit of a defensive error, wasn't it? Or, a, or yes. a, you know they put they put that defender under a bit of pressure. And... Aye. Um, I mean, he tucked it away well, but as, as you say, you'd expect your guy when he's one-on-one with the keeper to shot. Oh, I'd be, I'd, be, I'd be disappointed if he hadn't scored. Um, and he, he looked to be as if he'd got, he'd got to play a bit more central, which is definitely what, what he needs to do um, to get him into the goals, just as well to give a bit of support for Rooney. Um, at times, Rooney can be a bit isolated up front, more so maybe away from home. Um, at home, obviously, I would have got more of the ball. Players will get in and around Rooney a bit more, but away from home, sometimes it's... It's a bit of a struggle there. So, what I've noticed about Aberdeen, though, you seem to be chopping and changing your team quite a lot just at the start of the season here. We are, yeah. It's 
I'm undecided. I kind of mentioned kind of last year, maybe you need a bit of kind of stability, but uh, Hearts and Aberdeen obviously both had kind of Europe and maybe yeah. slightly tougher games playing the League Cup. So it's almost as if you've brought in some of these new players and, you know, he's scared that he doesn't, you know, put them off by not playing them kind of thing. Could be. I suppose as well, though, at times our squad was a bit stretched last year. So the, the thing you don't want to end up with is if you get injuries and suspensions and some of these boys are only maybe playing 10 minutes coming off the bench, it means when they do get a chance, OK, they'll get a chance, they'll be eager to impress, but they won't be a match fit because um, only so many can play with the, the development team. Yeah. So it's good to have options. I think maybe in a month, I don't know, maybe within the next month he'll, he'll settle on what his, his first choice team is. But at the moment, I still think we've had a good start. Five points off three games and it's been, the you know, first two games were tough. Uh, and we've got some tough games coming up in September as well. So I'm not too disappointed with the start of the season. We'll see what happens after we've played Celtic and yeah. Rangers. I think it was definitely both for Hearts and Aberdeen. We, we needed the three points at the weekend there just because... You know, you were getting a little bit worried down the bottom of the league. Absolutely. Were you worried about Hearts? No, I wasn't worried because obviously we had played Aberdeen and Celtic, so you kind of knew the easier games were going to come, but, you know, you want to get to winning ways, you know. Aye, definitely. In terms of Partick Thistle, obviously Wales get sent off and it was kind of picked up on maybe a bit harsh, but I think it was maybe more his reaction towards the the officials that got him sent off. I think he just went a bit far, didn't he? Aye. Rightly or wrongly, I, mean, I, don't, I think by a letter law they are supposed to get sent off, but you probably see it most weeks where players are mouthing off at officials. Sometimes they'll get carded, sometimes they've got a warning that's, you would think there's a, a set kind of... Yeah, I think he, he just went over the top though, didn't he? Because he, yeah. he, he had a wee shout, then he went back to the linesman for a wee shout, then back to the ref, <laughs> the ref had enough. Aye, uh, strange enough though, after that, uh, Partick has scored, after he went down to 10 men. Yeah, that was just a consolation goal, really, though, at the end, was it? It was, aye, but you still kind of think, but if you're doing it up down in the opposition or down to 10 men, you, uh, I'd be a bit, t- maybe, that would be a, the only maybe minor negative is conceding that goal, because obviously I had two clean sheets in the first two games, and last season we started off around about eight games, yep. clean sheets, so, but that's, all, that's only picking, that's a slight nitpick. Yeah, that's um, a nitpick, that. Oh, aye. Uh, we can move nicely, probably, into the Scotland squad then. Yep. I think. Um, I want to start by talking, because we're talking about Aberdeen. There's no Aberdeen players in it. Yeah, I noticed um, that. I, I would say McLean shouldn't be in it in terms of the season he's had so far, but I can't believe, uh, with Scott Brown retiring from international football, that Graham Shirley is not an an option to be in there. Uh, versatile. I mean, he started the season this year playing midfield. He's been brilliant. Uh, box to box as well. He can push forward. Great stamina. He looks to have all the attributes that would step up nicely in international football. Mm-hmm. Um, can cover as well. So if you've got the likes of whoever, whether it's Tierney or Robertson playing left back, who like to go forward, Shinny as a midfielder, if he was playing there, could drop in and fill in at left back when they're maybe bobbing forward or even link up at times. I think at least for him not to even be in the squad is seems a bit crazy. Yeah. Strachan's well, obviously got other ideas though. Well, I just thought the squad, it was very much a, a striking squad. No big surprises, really. Uh, really, the surprises are the, the people he's left out. Yeah. Um, obviously, now we've got Scott Brown retiring, and that's one position that I, I don't really think we've got much cover in. Yeah. Uh, I can't see who's going to play in his position just now. Maybe MacArthur or something. I think it would be MacArthur. Um, I suppose... Or James Morrison, maybe. I don't know. I like Morrison, but I think... If you're playing away from home, 
I don't think you can play Morrison as one of the two. If you're playing, if, well, I'm assuming he'll go four-two-three-one again. Yeah. I don't. I, th- I like Morrison. I think he's good on the ball, but I don't think you can have him as a two away from home against the likes of maybe in England or a Slovakia or Slovenia. I think probably need two folks in, especially where our fullbacks are as well. If it's Hutton and either Robertson or Tierney, they, they both want to get forward. Yeah. So you kind of need the likes of maybe Fletcher or, or MacArthur who will drop back. So that's why that part, I don't know. I, 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 I don't go on about Shinny, but I, I can't believe he's not in. Versatile as well. He can obviously cover left back as well. But mm. so I can must have his reasons. Yeah. Ross McCormack was the other one that I thought, why is he not picking him? <sighs> he doesn't seem to like him, does he? He only seems to get called up if... <laughs> Uh, other strikers are unavailable. Yeah. So I, I don't know what McCormick has to do to be a, a first choice. Yeah, and when I was watching the start of the Celtic game today, Strachan's in the studio and he was asked, you know, why he'd only played Griffiths, I think it's six or seven times. Uh, and you, you did get the impression that he didn't fancy Griffiths either. Yeah. Even, uh, even though he's in the squad. Aye. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure he'll start. Well, I think he'll sort of Fletcher. I think it's almost certain that... Uh, Fletcher right. maybe Chris Martin behind them. I mean, I, I've yet to be convinced by Martin. I know in terms of in the Championship in England, he, I mean, I don't think he's a top... He's a good striker. I don't know if he's... He always looks a bit sluggish to me. Yeah. I mean, uh, if he's playing... With no disrespect, if he is playing... I know McCormick's playing the Championship, right? But McCormick, any time he plays for Scotland, he, he's a type of player who's not going to just wait for the ball to come to him up front. He'll go and try and hunt for it out wide or whatever, and link up. Sometimes I suppose that's maybe a detriment. Maybe sometimes we just need a striker. It will just be a penalty box striker because we're not a team that creates a lot of chances. Yeah, I think he. I think he was saying that McCormack didn't hold the ball up well enough for him. And when he's talking about playing, you know, international away games, he, he likes the way that Fletcher can play with his back to the goal. Yeah, aye. But the the issue is with Fletcher. Okay, he did score goals against Gibraltar and that. Uh, who's getting goals in our team? In our, in this, who in that squad is going to get goals? Yeah, that's it. We've not got you know, we've not got an out and out goal scorer, do we? No. Yeah, well, we do, but maybe Will Strachan does not he? Right? Even though he's in the squad, Griffiths, if you said. Yeah. Um, I, the the one positive, big positive, certainly Snodgrass being back. Uh, I, I think that he'll he could be a talisman. Yeah, us. I think I think he's come out and said it, hasn't he? That he quite fancies taking over from from Scott Brown and yep. becoming the captain. Um, I mean, the campaign before he got injured, he was he was really good for us, uh, playing the kind of number ten role. And was, I think it was he was it was him and Naismith at times, or sometimes it was him and Fletcher. But I think yeah, Snodgrass is number ten for us could be could be pretty good. So potentially maybe he can get goals for us, but I don't know. Hi, as you say, it's. Uh, it's a squad, it's just it's very same, same. Well, as you would think, where it's a new campaign, maybe there'll be some new players in. Okay, and you know, I suppose you could maybe say Jack Hammond's in, but he's not going to be playing. He's going to be there just to get experience or be in the squad. Um, I suppose Callum Parsons in there, for the, which is good for him, point yep. for yourself, but he's not going to, I wouldn't think he'll start. I think Hartnell will probably start again. We, we never know, Strachan might surprise us. Nah, I think he'll, I think he'll definitely go with Hutton. Mm. Um, I know the boy Box in there. From Nottingham Forest. Yeah. I don't think I, get, I, I don't see he'll start either. No, again, I think he's just put him in for experience because yeah. he, he thinks that he'll be a future Scotland player, but is that what you really need when you're trying to qualify? You know? Yeah, exactly. We've not been there for so long, yeah, but uh, Barry Mackay is maybe a positive, but I don't know whether that international football is he going to be, is he going to get as much of the ball? Yeah, I think, I think he would probably be more a person we would bring on yeah. rather than a starter. 
I suppose the other one that might potentially play Scott Brown is John McGinn. McGinn has impressed when he's played for Scotland so far. Um, certainly kind of good amount of energy and getting forward, but you mean, it's, I a naughty, it's frustrating when he's playing in championship. And... Yeah, I just struggle to see him as an out-and-out out internationalist. You know, he's a, he's a good player, a good club player, but is he, you know, an internationalist? Not 100% convinced yet. Um, the, the other potential one for number 10 will be Barry Barron, who by all accounts has been terrific at Sheffield Wednesday since he moved there, but I don't know whether he's playing as a number 10 or whether he's playing out wide. Strachan sometimes like to play him out wide right, which I thought was a waste of his talents. Yeah. Because he's, he's a cracking passer of the ball, but out wide, it's like, well, he's not going to take on players. He's going to just be basically, any time he was playing in the right, he was just cutting back and pinning balls cross field or whatever. I suppose it's a, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. At least it's first up against Malta. Yeah, I think I think the the fixtures the way they come that's quite good for us because we what is it Malta away first then back Lithuania. to Hamden for Lithuania. Yep. So you know you've got to be hoping that we can get six points from that and have a positive start for once. Aye. How many times have we said that though against you know the so-called smaller teams in the group and we've come away with maybe two points or. Yeah, but if we, you know, if we want to have a go at qualifying, these are they're almost must-win games. I oh, would yeah. suggest because you know them are away to Slovakia and then England at Wembley, Aye. you know, and I can't see us getting much at Wembley. Probably maybe get something in Slovakia. Maybe, but it's not uh, an easy yeah. task. I, I yeah. would say if we had seven points by the end of 2016, would be would be pretty pleased. Yeah. Um, and looking at the group, I think same as the last campaign, if we were to get 20 points, it would give us a, give us a good, chance, a good yeah. chance. But it's not going to be easy. Slovakia and Slovenia are probably better. Well, they are better than us. Yeah. In this case, went to us, I wouldn't say the rankings lie. And yeah. Slovakia were certainly pretty decent in the Euros at times. Yeah. They were they, no the, mugs. Yeah, their teams were probably better individual players than us. Yeah. And someone that could win a game. I mean, so I've got obviously got Hamzik, yep. who is a terrific player. I will just wait and see what happens. But I, it's, it's it does, the squad doesn't excite me, but this squad's not excited me for I don't know how long. There's no one that you think, oh, I he's gonna. I think we're still waiting for Scottish superstars to be born just now. Aye, unfortunately. Maybe, yes, we maybe need to get some Brazilians coming over to Scotland or something like that. <laughs> and, like a, almost like a new, like a, the Vikings uh, back in the day. Maybe we need some Brazilians or Germans or something like that. Uh, get, a, get a breeding program. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> aye. But we're a bit funny. Yeah. So that price got, oh, aye, Scott Brown obviously retired. And did, a, did you get, I thought, you, did you not get the exclusive from him? Or did, were you holding that one back when you met him? Uh, no, you... He, didn't, he didn't quite confirm that. But Strachan was saying tonight that Strachan's known for over a week. So... Uh... He's all, he obviously made up his mind some time ago. Um, I would say thirty-one. Yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I thought he could have. He could have at least. I don't know. Done this qualifying campaign. He's kind of left us a little bit in the lurch. But obviously, it's his decision. Uh, it's maybe injury. I, injuries are half come of it. Um, he has mentioned that, and I think he's been just spending uh, time with family and stuff like that as well. But yeah, you. I think, yeah, last season he spent quite a lot of the season, I think, playing with injuries, so maybe he's just not wanting to go through that again. Yeah, but he could potentially regret if we do do well in this campaign. I would think then he might, and maybe one of would come back, but then at that point, might not want him to come back, you know, that way. 
but Strachan would probably take him back. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not overly fussed. It's not as if he's the greatest player in the world, you know. Potentially, it may end up it may end up better off. Darren Fletcher, if Darren Fletcher's playing the the role of a defensive midfield, I think far better suited to that role than he is any other role he's played for Scotland in the past at times. Fletcher's been asked to can only be a playmaker. Which isn't his game. He's far better as a kind of player that's just from deep destroying things. I think I've always thought that. Yeah. I've spoken to other people that think he is a decent on the ball and as a playmaker, but I don't see him that way. I think he's, he's really just a ball winner. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, that's what I think. Um, under twenty ones, I don't even know if there's anything under twenty ones that's that exciting. Don't know. Dominated, dominated by Hearts players, I would suggest. Yeah. Oh, I don't know why does a one, two, three, four, four. I've counted five, five if you count Billy King now. Yep, five, five hearts plus. Let's count Billy King, he is still yep. up there. Um, the one thing uh, I've only just noticed though is that Ryan Gold's now on loan at yeah. Victoria de Setebal. I'll probably not pronounce that right, but potentially that could be good. Yeah, um, I mean, they, they are, they are uh, you know, a top flight team in Portugal, but I thought he had, you know, had, this season they'd put him into the sporting first team, but now they've obviously decided to loan him out, but at least they'll be getting a game. Exactly. Well, I think they had said that he was going to train with the squad over the summer, certainly, and then see what they thought in terms of his progress. So, yeah, I mean, as you said, as long as he's getting games, um, and it's the same division, then but that, that could be the one. That maybe, maybe he'll be the one that excites us. Uh, yep. The... The positive as well, but under Twitter, when I was looking at, I liked Ryan Fraser, I liked him at Aberdeen, he was one of those players that just seemed to come from nowhere, no one knew he was going to get a chance with the first team, and I've noticed he actually started for Bournemouth at the weekend, um, yeah. after, after being out on loan at Ipswich last season, I, I thought with the fact that Bournemouth had signed a couple other wide players, I might not get a chance, so if he can keep playing that, could be an option. Yeah, I, think, I think there's certainly quite a few of them in that under 21 team that you can see you know, their, their pathway to the the first team. Yeah, Suter, potentially. Yeah, I definitely think Suter at some point will be a Scotland international. The other one that would be a potential is Kingsley, but we're so strong at left-back. Yeah. It's it's not a position we need. Sort of, no. We need other positions, yeah. Aye. Uh, the other one, potentially, I don't... Probably a bit early, but O'Hara, that's, he's impressed at Dundee. But yeah. I don't think Strachan would call a play up from... I know he's called Scott Bain before, but... Yeah. I, think, I don't think he would call an outfield. I don't know. Yeah. Know, but... he's, had, he's had a great start to the season, but I think when he plays for the under-21s, I think he's more a defender rather than yeah. he's playing in midfield for Dundee this season, isn't he? But you wonder even whether maybe... Um, I know the heartless season was number 10, he was saying, but potential whether for Scotland he could end up being a defensive midfielder. But you prefer players to play the same position for their clubs as they do the international, I think. Because I think yeah. they're obviously used to playing there. Uh, but that probably covers Scotland, I think, unless there's anything else you want to add. No, that's fine. We can probably move on to predictions, I think. Yep. Uh, it seems we've fired through this one. Uh, this, is, this is pretty good, actually. Yep. So, makes a change. But we shall start with, we've got a Friday night game. Is that on the telly, is it? We're thinking about three. Oh, it's Rangers, it will be. It will be. <laughs> ah, you'd think it's on BT Sport. So, I, I'll actually run through the odds because we've, we are all right for time, actually. So, yeah, go for it. Kilmarnock are 6-1. Uh, the draw is nineteen to five. Rangers are nine to twenty. I'll I've, let you go first. I've got to go for a Rangers win here simply because Kilmarnock. I think was I hearing they brought in another three players uh, this week, so that's fifteen new players Lee Clark's brought in. So I just think they're going to need time to bed in, get used to Scottish football. So I'll yeah. go for Rangers two 0 I'm going to trust that. 
trust I had defence to get a clean sheet. Aye, I don't think I can trust the defence, which is an issue, but it could change, mind you, even if they do sign someone, I don't think he would play on Friday. I'm, I'm going to go for Comoric 1, Rangers 3 with that one. So 9 to 20 if anyone fans that don't. Well, it's a Friday night, so we won't, probably, we won't probably include it in the treble, but that'll be over to you after we've done the predictions. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, we have Celtic Aberdeen. I'm going to give you boys a chance here, because I think watching that Celtic game tonight, and I think it was quite hot where they were playing, they've got a lot of travelling to do. I'm going to go 1-1. I think they might drop points. 1-1. Uh, I'll, I'll give the odds. Um, you probably know the odds anyway yourself from looking at your predictions earlier. Celtic are nine to twenty. The draws fifteen to four. Aberdeen are six to one. Which big price? Big price for when you consider the top two last season. Yep. And Celtic coming off the back of a game. I suppose at least it's Tuesday. They have got games to cover for for Celtic, but um, potentially I think it suits us better playing uh, Celtic away from home in terms of when we've got the likes of again. Don't know whether Paul will start again or whether it will be Burns. Uh, Aye, I'm going to go for a draw as well. So, uh, actually, one all as well. Yeah. Okay. Um, we've then got Hamilton and Ross County. Um, I'll want the odds first. Or, oh. Yeah, go for it. Oh, bloody. County, I think. Oh, they've just disappeared on me. I just made the... Aye, oh, no, there we are. The odds... Hamilton are 21 to 10. The draw is 13 to 5. Ross County are 13 to 10. Yeah, I'm going to take Ross County to keep up their good form... Voice is on fire. Uh, I'll go 2-1 to Ross County. You're going 2-1. I'm going to go for 2-0 Ross County. Um, I know we avoided some of the games earlier, but I suppose we should. Liam Boyce have five goals and he's yep. in for a shout of the Northern Ireland squad. Yep. As well. uh, the next one we've got is Inverness against St. Johnson, which is a must win for Inverness at the moment. Just it's to get some, get some sort of points in the board. And... It's getting that way, but I'm going to say no, and St. Johnston to win that one, 2-1. I'm going to go for Inverness 0, St. Johnston 1. For that one, the odds in that, Inverness are 9-5, the draw is 12-5, St. Johnston are 8-5, which looks pretty attractive, but um, we've got Motherwell and Dundee. Motherwell 6-4, draw 5-2, Dundee 9-5. I think this one will be a draw, so I'm going 1-1. One, one. <laughs> I'm going to eat that same. So that's what I've got. Yep. 5-1-0. And last we have Partick Thistle and Hearts. I think Hearts again are going to keep up this good form. It was a cracking win at the weekend. So I'm very confident in taking Hearts to win 3-1. 3-1. And I know Hearts were, you know, in a way form last season let us down. But I think that's something that Robbie Nielsen will be looking at. Uh, and we were just so good on Saturday there. Yeah, 3-1 Hearts. Uh, I'm going to go for 2-1 to Hearts. Um, Partick Thistle are 12-5, draws 5-2, and Hearts are 23-20. So that covers the predictions. And I will go over to you for your charity bet choice. Have you got a goal scorer and a treble? I do, I do. For the first goal scorer, I'm going for a bit of bias here and a Jambo that's on loan at Cowdenbeath, Todorov. Okay. Okay. Todorov to score first for Cowdenbeath, and they're away to Clyde, so it's a tricky game for them, but the lad's got a good pedigree, and he's already been scoring this season. How is his good pedigree from? Where was he at before Hearts? Uh, I, I can't. No, I think he was down in England somewhere. Oh, was he, uh, aye? Yeah. 
he was kind of one of these guys that something like Middlesbrough. Right. Okay. I think of him, someone like that, and he didn't quite, uh, you know, do what they thought he was going to do. Uh, so Hearts got him and obviously straight loaned him out because okay. he's still he's still young. So yeah, and I think we should get okay odds on that. Okay, that's fine. I put that down. And who have you got for the treble? Right. Well, because I'm so confident with Hearts, I'm taking Hearts again to win away at Partick. Okay. Which I think is around five to four. Um, Bookie, I've got about twenty-three to twenty just now. Okay. Uh, and who's your next pick? I'm going for Alawa to beat Albion Rovers. Alawa okay. are flying just now. They're favourites to win the league. Yep. And I think they can get an away win. I'm Bookie. I've got about ninety to twenty, so that's nice odds. And who's your your last pick? Right, the last one I'm swithering here, but I'm going for the Motherwell Dundee game. And I can't decide whether to go both teams to score or the game to be over 2.5 goals. Right. Obviously, uh, if I go over 2.5, that means the production I just gave for the match at 1-1 doesn't work out. Aye. But I did have a look at the stats, and 9 out of the last 10 Motherwell games have gone over 2.5 goals, and okay. 6 out of the last 10 Dundee games have gone over 2.5 goals. And this match, when they play in Dundee, has got 70% of these games that they've played, I think that's in the last 10 years, have gone over 2.5 goals. So I think we should go over 2.5 goals. Go over. Okay. Um, for that one, we have 37 to 40. Games at Motherwell. Yep. Motherwell at home. Okay, so I'll just confirm then. Hearts, we've got their 23 to 20. Alloa are 19 to 20. Motherwell, Dundee over 2.5. It's 37 to 40. The odds for... Was it Todorov, did you say? Yep. Uh, they will follow. Later in the week, we'll tweet that out at SFF Podcast. Uh, that covers the charity bets. Anything else? Or do you think, for tonight, we covered, I think we've covered everything? I think we probably have. Everything we wanted to talk about. Yep. So, that's probably a case of just coming on, Hamish, again. No problem. Um, and I shall speak to you next week at some point uh, but I recorded this on Tuesday this week just so the folk know so at times this, this season the podcast might be a Monday might be a Tuesday so that's why the podcasts are sometimes coming a bit lighter okay so just so that you all know right okay speak to you next week Hamish just for coming on just John thanks bye alright